This program is brought to you by the Living Church Boise. This is Restart Hope with Pastor Joel Sicker on FM 94.1 The Voice. The favour that God has for those who hear the Word is an infilling of the Holy Spirit like never before. But God wants to take your past your traditions into the new manifestation that God has for you. All Peter knew was traditions of, no, we don't go associate with the unclean people. We don't take Yeshua to the Gentiles. He came for the Jews. I mean, even he heard Jesus saying, it's not good to take the children's bread and give it to the dogs and to give it to the Gentiles. Praise God that Peter was not walking in, in past traditions. He was walking in current revelation that God was giving him. You know why we as a church are weak? We're walking in tradition. We're not walking with what God is calling us to do. We're not doing what God's telling We don't even know what God's calling us to do. We're like workers who go up to the building site, have no idea what to do, so we pick up a hammer and we just start doing whatever we think we should be doing. But God's not saying that's not the plan. That the stone that the builders have rejected has become the cornerstone and you continue to keep rejecting it. You're like, nope, we don't want that. No, that will, that will turn up. A, that will really irritate some people in the church. No, that will not bring people back. No, it's not good to call believers a brood of vipers. No, it's not good to call believers you're unsaved, you need to be baptized. It's not good to call believers you're still in your sin and you're fooling yourself. It's okay if you don't come back. I really wish you would. But if you do come back next week, I want you to know that you have a genuine relationship with Jesus, not just some tradition that you've held on to. It takes humility. It takes obedience. For many of you, it takes forgiveness. The most bitter people I've met in America are Christians. No. The Bible says, be wise as serpents, not venomous as serpents. We're so quick to judge. We're so quick to cut people down. We cannot be that way. We cannot be that way. So as Peter was talking, the Holy Ghost falls on them. This is beautiful because this has never happened before. This is, okay, come on, man. I, I want a church that talks back to me now, okay? Like, amen, thank you, Jesus, something like that. This has never happened because in the day of Pentecost, Peter gets up and he starts preaching. Now look at this, okay? People think, they hear the sound and they come and they think that these guys are drunk. They're like, what the heck is going on? They're like, where'd you get this wine from? Right? It's like Cana all over again. Oh, this is good wine. These guys are drunk. It's early in the morning. And they're like, no, no, this is the Holy Spirit. This is what the prophet Joel promised. In the last days, I will pour my spirit on all flesh. But that happened with the devout Jews who were there waiting on the Lord. And they were like, oh, maybe, maybe it's for us. Those of us who are devout, we are, we're, we're, we're sitting here, we're waiting, we're in the upper room, we're waiting for God, we're obeying God's commands. No wonder the Holy Ghost fell. The other times, they went and they preached, they laid hands on these people and the Holy Ghost fell on them. The other time, they preached and they were baptized and then they prayed and then the Holy Ghost fell on them. But this was different. Peter's still talking to Gentiles, pork, bacon eating, Gentiles, dogs. And the Holy Ghost goes around Peter, reaches around, the Holy Ghost falls on everybody whose hearts are open and saying, we need this Yeshua, we need this Jesus. We need. They're responding in humility, they're responding in obedience and the Holy Ghost falls on them. And Peter's shocked and he's like, what in the world is happening? We've never seen this before because God is moving past your traditions and going into new revelation, into new manifestation that God has for his church. But we as a church, we're sitting back in our traditions and saying, nah, brah, ain't gonna happen. I remember being at the LGBTQ parade a few years ago, sharing the gospel and praying for people. And one of the guys came, he said, hey man, you don't have a flag. And he, you know, tied this flag on my bicycle. And I ran into a pastor over there. He stuck out like a sore thumb because I'm like, what in the world are you doing over here? Because he was like, you know, talking down to people and stuff like that. He was giving out tracks. I'm like, yeah, right, that still works, right? 
Uh-huh. People are going to read like 15 pages of your statement of faith. Mm, okay, fine. What do you believe about it? You, you, you. Okay, good. You pre, pre, predestination? Good, good, good. Okay, I like that. They don't really give a rip. But the funny thing is he sees me, he's like, what are you doing with a flag? I said, man, like, you know, they're welcoming. I mean, there's something that church can learn. They're like, you don't have a flag, you need a flag, here you go. You know, you don't have a bumper sticker, man, you need a bumper sticker, here you go. You know, it's kind of like that. And he felt like as if I'd gotten the plague. Ooh, ooh, no, you cannot touch it. No, you cannot, wow, you cannot do that. They're so scared. They're so scared to, how are you going to save these people if you're so scared of them? How are you going to heal lepers if you're so scared to not touch them? How are you going to be raising the dead if you're so scared to go into an unclean person's house and say, silver and gold I have none but in the name of Jesus rise up and walk. How are you going to feed the 5,000 if you don't have compassion for them? If you want to protect your reputation, oh, I'm pastor, I cannot do that, I will not go there, I will not say that, I will not eat with these people, I will not, you know, I'll have to yell at this person and shout at this person and, no, God's calling us to love those who've been criticized by the church by traditions who's been thrown out because of traditions and God wants to call those people I'm not surprised that I'm a pastor today this week as we were talking about a past man I'm so insecure when I'm hanging on with Christians because I do not know what they're going to bring against me your tattoos your hair your piercings your jeans I can't wait to die and stand before Jesus I'm sick and tired of being judged by believers and if I know Jesus and I feel so tired, I wonder how these unbelievers feel who need Jesus or are hungry for Him. We need to respond in humility, church. We need to respond in obedience. We need to respond in unforgiveness. And only then we will receive the favor of God. You will not receive the power of God. You will not receive the calling of God. You will not receive the power of the Holy Spirit. It will not reach around you and fill the church and talk to the people. No wonder people aren't saved when you share the gospel. You need to first respond in humility. The Holy Spirit falls on them. It's beautiful. And then it says, and the believers from among the circumcised who had come with Peter were amazed. Thank you, Lord. I want the church to be amazed because the gift of the Holy Ghost was poured out even on the Gentiles. Really? Even on them? Aren't you happy that God moves past our traditions to new revelations? By this, I don't mean that God's going to add new books to the Bible. But God will move past your expectation and bring people to salvation that you never thought would be saved will use people in leadership that you never thought God would use. Will raise up children to be pastors that you never thought God would raise up. It says in verse 46, for they were hearing them speak in tongues and extolling God. So these people were not just going off crazy, they were praising God. Then Peter declared, can anyone withhold water for baptizing, for baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? The same God who saved you wants to save those that you're holding bitterness towards. The same way God saved you, God wants to save them. You've also done wrong just like other people who have wronged you. And God loves them just as much as He loves you. And God weeps for them just as much as He weeps for you. Just as much as you want God to bless you, God wants to bless them too. And I know this is a tough message. I know this is hard. But don't leave these doors with God still behind a closed door. You need to respond in humility, respond in obedience, and the God of favor will open the door that no man can close. Would you please stand, we'll pray and we'll close. And as you're standing, Peter, he says, and he commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. 
and they asked him to remain for some days baptism is not just a ritual that we go through baptism is obedience to Jesus baptism is obedience to the Savior who saved you and I want to challenge you this morning not to come up front for prayer or anything like that I want to challenge you as you go back home today to walk in true salvation in true repentance to open the doors constantly of true forgiveness ask God to help you to stop judging the people in your present based on your past and receive the favor of God receive the favor of God some of you you've been rebuking the doors that God's bringing your life instead of opening it in humility instead of opening it in obedience I've told you this for weeks now God will walk you through seasons that you cannot pray away you cannot fast it away God walks you through it to take you through it don't waste the season that you're walking through don't waste the door that God's brought before you and 4th of July we're going to celebrate Independence Day as a country and I want you to celebrate your dependence on Christ I want you to get baptized God sees your heart where you are right now God knows where you are right now and if you're going to make a commitment to him this morning I don't need to know about it he knows about it and you stay true to that calling now and 4th of July we're going to have it outside it's going to be beautiful and warm and as we celebrate this country that God has blessed you in we're going to celebrate our dependence on Jesus you might have been baptized into tradition but we want to celebrate your baptism into Jesus Christ you might have been a believer so-called believer for years now but for the first time God is calling you into an intimate relationship with him for you to grow in discernment and in love for him so you can grow in discernment and love towards others around you I told my wife this morning as I was leaving over here I pray that the whole church will be baptized on the 4th of July I'm not going to outsource this baptism I'm going to get in there I'm going to do it myself no matter how big you are I'll work out <laughs> if I can't lift you up the love of God will lift you up when you go my last challenge with you as you stand my last challenge with you would you please this morning dismantle the throne of the enemy that's in your life you know those areas dismantle the throne of the enemy dismantle it you know how you do it when you respond in humility to Jesus dismantle the throne of the enemy when you walk in obedience towards him make a commitment right now it's a covenant between you and God you're saying God I'm making a promise to you God I'm making a covenant before you I will walk with you I will live for you I will obey you in every way I will follow you and you alone I will put away my traditions and I will walk with you Jesus no matter what it looks like no matter what you call me to Jesus I will walk with you you make a commitment with him right now and you dismantle the throne of the enemy you know what I'm talking about you know because this is God pointing out in your life the thrones where you've let the enemy take root in your life dismantle and throw away please don't come back again into his presence with your pride this is God giving you an opportunity to dismantle the works of the enemy so when you come back again next week we'll talk about the greatness of God and you truly will be able to rejoice from the innermost part of your being knowing that this God is your father dismantle the throne of the enemy the enemy has taken root long enough in your life with unforgiveness You are not useless. You are not useless. The lies that were spoken over you is not true. But those lies will never 
ever go away until you forgive those people. You might have been born to parents who didn't love you, but it doesn't mean that God doesn't love you. You might feel like your family didn't want you. It doesn't mean that God doesn't want you. My father, my king, I thank you for walking us this week through the door. The beauty of all this, it says in John chapter 10 verse 9, Jesus says, I am the door. I am the door. And if anyone enters by me, he will be saved. I am the door. All these doors that God's asking me to walk through, he's in it all. He's in it all. And he says, walk through it. Doors just doesn't mean like a wooden frame and a brass knob and little peephole in it. No, the door is a person. And God says, walk through it. Walk through it. Come by me. Come through me. And I will take you into pastures where you will find feed for your soul. I thank you, Lord, for walking us through the door. God, I pray that this message will speak to your children and will take them to the place of favor, the place of blessing, the place where you want to pour out your abundant riches on us, O oh Lord. Father, I pray for the many Peters in this church who you're calling to go past tradition into the new manifestation that you have for us. I pray, O oh Lord, that you'd give us courage. Forgive us, O oh Lord, for the times when we worshipped our reputation, when we worshipped our theology, when we worshipped our doctrine, when we worshipped what our friends will think of us, and we've completely degraded and demeaned you and I blasphemed you. Forgive us for that now, O oh Lord. And once again, we'll put our hands on the gospel plow and we say no turning back. No turning back. I pray for those who are being saved here this morning for the very first time, really coming to know you, Jesus. Fill them with your Holy Spirit now. Anoint them afresh. Let them fight every battle in their life, not in their flesh anymore, but through the power of the Holy Spirit great God that you are have your way in our lives and now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of the Father and the power of the Holy Spirit rest and abide on each and every one of you both now and always in Jesus name Amen 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 Amen, amen. God bless you guys That's all the time we have for today but we would like to hear from you our address is P.O. Box 2014 Eagle Idaho 83616 you can also listen to this message and more on the Living Church Boise app, available in your app store.